In a location somewhere between Lincoln, Nebraska and Secaucus, New Jersey, lies a very spooky town. So spooky that it's scary. Welcome to Scary Town. Chapter the Fifth, in which the real villain emerges and reveals his stupid plan. It had been a crazy week, to say the least. My soon-to-be ex-girlfriend had gone missing. I had been recruited to take down an evil megacorporation known as the Institute. I discovered that I was a pawn in a top-secret military operation. And then I found out that all of that was one of many computer simulations designed by an advanced race of aliens to prepare me for the task of doing that same shit all over again. Now, I was in an alien spacecraft hurtling towards the real scary town so that I could take down the Institute once and for all. Honestly, this wasn't even my craziest week. Have you ever tried getting a suit altered last minute before an out-of-town wedding? I mean, forget it, brother. Pure fucking chaos. These tailors. We have arrived. Welcome to Scary Town. Yeah, I've been here before. Good for you. Are you ready to fulfill your destiny? No. <laughs> That's what they all say. Who are you talking about? I don't even know half the shit I say. Man, I'm crazy, man. I'm a loose cannon. That doesn't inspire a lot of confidence. It shouldn't. Now, you need to rendezvous with Laura. Together, the two of you will coordinate your final attack on the Institute. Her safe house is a mile east of here. She's expecting you. You're dropping me off a mile away? Can't we get a little closer? I'm very sorry, but we can't risk detection. We've come too far to be found out now. Well, can't you come like half a mile more? It's too risky. Doesn't this thing have like a cloaking device or some shit like that? Great idea. We can disguise this craft as a stack of hay or a soon-to-be Dunkin' Donuts. That's it? That's your only cloaking options? You'd be surprised how often those are the best possible disguises. This is some bullshit, man. You're worse than my tailor. And he's like... Wow. 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 So leave a fucking Yelp review and get over it. Look, have you ever tried to get a suit altered last minute before an out-of-town wedding? Forget it. When I get back, you better have an extra shirt for me, because this one is going to be soaked through. I promise you that. I am out of shape. Okay, fine, but all I have are concert teas from Red Hot Chili Peppers. Californication? Hell yeah, dude. Nice. Wait, before you go, I want to give you something. This is Lucium. It's a crystal found nowhere else in the universe, save for my home planet. Legend says that its powers are so great- Ah, cram it, Slimer. I don't have time for this. You're making me commute to save the world, remember? I don't think a mile away is a commute. Well, what's the traffic situation? There's no traffic! Please, take the Lucium. I feel it may be of some use to you on your journey. Ah, throw out your own trash, Slimer. As I stormed out of the spacecraft, I wondered why my Slimer disc didn't seem to land with the alien either time. Then, it slowly dawned on me that he had probably never even seen Ghostbusters, being an alien and all. 
Which is weird because based on his previous knowledge of both Groundhog's Day and Tootsie, he seemed like a real Bill Murray freak, you know? I guess everyone has those gaps in their pop culture literacy. I mean, I never read Jurassic World, which is crazy because I love Jurassic Park. And I know that the second one is not going to be as good as the first one, but it's still something that I would probably enjoy, especially like on a beach, on a plane, just killing time. It's a summer read. What do you want? High art? No. Give me dinos. Give me jeeps. That's what I like from a Grisham. I had half a mind to turn around and explain myself, but that always makes you look nuts. Plus, I had more important things to worry about. I was about to reunite with Laura, a woman who in the alien simulation had repeatedly punched me in the face and sold me out to the highest bidder. Would our sexy will-they-or-won't-they chemistry still be there now that we were flesh and blood and not ones and zeros? Stay tuned. As I approached Laura's safe house, I told myself to play it cool, fall my heart, and if all else fails, nick the shit out of that bitch pickup artist style. I knocked on the side of Laura's shipping container. I decided to go with the old shave and a haircut. It's a knock that says that I'm a classic kind of guy with a sense of humor. And if she had a problem with it, I'd be sure to tell her that her hair looked like a wig. The door of the shipping container cracked open and my heart leapt into my throat. Hello? Laura, it's me. I was sent by the alien overlord, Overlord, to help you take down the Institute. You're the one? That's right. You went through the simulations? Uh-huh. And you've always been the one? As far as I know. You're not the one's understudy? Like the first one didn't fall down the stairs, or book a true TV pilot, or fly into the sun? No, although I did that last one, the flying into the sun part. Trust me, if I booked a true TV pilot, the next time you saw my black ass, it'd be at 11.30pm on a Wednesday after back-to-back episodes of Impractical Jokers. Why are you so wet? Oh, because that asshole made me walk here. I was like, thanks a lot, Slimer. Have you ever seen Ghostbusters? Yes. So, remember Slimer? He was the ghost. Get inside. We don't have much time. Why? What's going on? I picked up some of the Institute's chatter on my radio scanner. They noticed that a new Dunkin' Donuts franchise was opening on the edge of town. At first, nobody thought anything of it. A lot of them were actually pretty excited. Their coffee isn't that bad, you know. Overlord, you brilliant bastard. But then the higher-ups ran the numbers and realized that this region had already reached DD's optimal saturation point. When the Institute went to investigate, all they found was a large pile of hay. Overlord, you brilliant bastard. In the confusion, Overlord was able to escape, but they know something is up. All that happened when I was walking over here? I didn't think it took that long. Did you stop at all? Just to puke. And all you were doing was walking? I know, right? I've got the cardio of an 80-year-old dog, and dogs don't live to be 80. Well, I hope you got it all up, because the Institute is going to be looking for you. We should have just a little bit of time before they piece together. We pieced it together, Laura! Damn it! We know you and the one are in there! We have you surrounded! Laura sprang into action. She pulled a book on her bookcase and the entire thing swiveled around, revealing an armory that would even make Wayne LaPierre, executive vice president of the NRA, jealous. Ooh, 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 wait, wait, no guns, they chafe. We don't have time to worry about your sensitive little baby skin. You know how to shoot a gun, right? Yeah, you just kind of shake it, right? Uh, Never mind. Just follow my lead. Laura, before you go out there, I have something to say. I love you. And yes, I may have fallen for an advanced alien computer simulation of you, but if you're anything close to the computer program a bunch of spacemen put together, I think you're the most perfect woman I've ever met. 
Ew. I think you say it aw. No, I mean that's disgusting. We met three minutes ago. But 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 the simulation. But 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 the simulation. I don't care about the simulation. I'm the real deal, dog ass. Why don't you stop acting like a dog ass and let's bring down the institute, dog ass? Well, where'd you get your hair? The wig store? What? Are you nagging me now? I'll tell you if you buy me a drink. Just shut up. Laura walked out of her safe house. I followed, trying to come up with another good neg. But despite what you might think from watching all those videos of gas station cashiers beating up robbers with a hammer, it's surprisingly hard to think when you've got a gun pointed at you. When the Institute said they had us surrounded, I tell you what, they weren't kidding. A small army of guards stood behind a semicircle of barricades and SUVs. Their guns pointed right at us, fingers on the, um, shakers? I still don't know the word for it. Put your hands above your head! What kind of combat simulations did Overlord put you through? Uh, we went to a universe where sex in the city never happened. Ugh, I keep telling him that only helps a little. I said put your hands up! Uh, maybe you should just lie down or something. Laura turned to the guards and put on her best Bugs Bunny pretending to be a woman voice. Mind if I fix my hair, fellas? Or will that wig you out? From my comfy vantage point on the ground, I watched as Laura ripped off what I thought was her hair, but was actually a wig to reveal her real hair and a gun taped to the top of her head. My neg had accidentally been true, and I had no idea what to do because I hadn't made it to that chapter of the game yet. She's got a wig! And there's a gun under that wig! I was getting there if you just let me finish! Uh, this isn't The Mark Show, okay? The what? The Mark Show. Huh? Your name is Mark. By taking focus like that, you've made this The Mark Show. I did that? Yes. I'm sorry, but it's no excuse to be rude! You're right, but tensions here are running high. Obviously, but a little decorum goes a long way. Will you two just make out already? It's so obvious. Oh, that's mature, Sean. Two co-workers getting in a tiff and you think it's because they want to f <laughs> That guard had hilariously misspoke because Laura had shot him in the head. She shot everyone in the head, even the dogs, especially the dogs. Okay, you can get back up now. I think that's all of them. I might go around and put another round in the dogs, just to make sure. No, that's fine. You really hate dogs, don't you? Listen, Laura, thanks for saving my bacon, especially after I negged you so hard. If I'd known that my neg was true, I never would have negged you. Or I would have negged you on something else, like your butt or your nails. I guess what I'm trying to say is I'm so- Oh! I hilariously misspoke because Laura knocked me in the head with the butt of her gun. I wasn't so much upset that she had tricked me, but that she had made me get up from that luxurious ground and onto my awful, painful feet just to put me back down on the ground again. Can't a guy just relax while he gets bludgeoned unconscious? When I came to, I was in a gleaming white room. It smelled of piss and wet denim. I scanned the room for an open toilet or a rack of hosed-down Levi's, only to realize that I had peed my pants. Occam's razor, you win again! Just when I thought things couldn't get any stranger, I heard a familiar but unexpected voice. Look who's finally up. Laura, where am I? The Institute, of course. How you feeling, buddy? I'm feeling like a forgetful nun. Double-crossed. 
Did you just think of that? I was awake for a little while before I started moving around. What the hell, Laura? You tricked me. I'm surprised you fell for it. I thought that Overlord would have prepared you for my rug pulling in one, if not all, of his simulations. Oh, he did. He didn't. Or maybe I'm just waiting for you to put the rug back. You're not. I see. So if you were just going to capture me, why did you kill all the guards? They were robots. I knew it! Really? No, I'm sorry for lying. Apology accepted. I had to kill the guards because I wanted to earn your trust. I guess it didn't really matter because you just kind of laid down and did whatever I told you. I was bullied as a child, teenager, and adult. So, hold on. You created and then destroyed a whole army of robotic guards and dogs just for me? Oh, the dogs were real. Oh, good Christ. But why, Laura? In the simulation, you spoke so passionately about the resistance and how evil the Institute is. I know it was just a bunch of beeps and boops, and Overlord is clearly a total fucking idiot, but he can't be that off. Some small part of you must know that this is wrong. Why are you doing it? For the same reason you are, son. I turned and saw a man sitting in an electronic wheelchair. He also had a patch over one of his eyes and a scar in the corner of his mouth. Some people might think he looked evil, but I thought he just cut himself shaving. I used to cut myself shaving, but that's why I switched to Harry's razors. Folks, are you tired of paying top dollar for mediocre razors? At Harry's, their German-engineered blades will give you the close shave you've always wanted at a fraction of the price. Just enter promo code COMEDYBANGBANG and get 15% off. That's promo code COMEDYBANGBANG for 15% off. Harry's Razors. It's a fucking razor. And now, back to the show. Who the hell are you? My name is Dr. Richard Scarry. Like the children's book? Not the children's book author. That's my brother. Wait, you and your brother have the same name? We had a loving but unimaginative mother. Speaking of love, would you like to see how your little Janice is doing? Little? Oh my god, you shrank her, you sick freak! No, I was just using the term colloquially. 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 It's a colloquialism. Colloquialism. Colloquially. Isn't that like a sex thing? The colloquia? Am I right or am I wrong? Isn't that like another word for the clit? Or am I way off? I think you're way off. Okay. Well, anyway, I used it as a turn of phrase. I didn't shrink her, you idiot. Oh, my bad then. It's fair. I've done things like that before, especially to torture loved ones. Well, we're like barely a thing anymore, uh, in case anyone wants to know. Laura? Stop looking at me like that, you creep. What, a guy licks his lips a whole bunch while staring at a woman and suddenly he's a creep? Everybody shut the fuck up and look over here. I don't know why I have to shut up. It takes two to tango, Laura. Well, that's very backwards. Well, I'm the boss, Applesauce. A large panel in the wall slowly slid away to reveal a long pane of glass. On the other side of that glass was a small cell. Inside of that cell was... Holy shit! Janice! I was overcome with emotion. Here was the woman that I'd shared my life with. The woman that had helped shape me into the man I am today. Sure, we had grown apart over time, in large part because I had been subconsciously trying to sabotage our relationship so that I would be free to pursue a career as a professional gamer, but there was still a spark between us. I ran to the window and the words began pouring from my mouth. Janice! Janice! 
what the hell did you do with my airplane pillow? Janice, the airplane pillow I used to nap. Where is it? She can't help you or your sore neck. That's a two-way mirror. We can see her, but she can't hear us. That's fucking dumb. But we can hear her, though. Dr. Scary pushed a small button on the arm of his wheelchair. Oopsie. I know it's one of these. Uh, no, okay. That one's good. <laughs> I know I'm white, but I just love these Latin sounds. Can I say that? Whatever, I said it. Let the Hispanic community come after me. I'm on Twitter. They know where to find me. Keep me out of your mentions, bitch. Ah, here it is. Suddenly, Janice's voice came crackling through an unseen speaker. He's going the distance. He's going full speed. She's all alone, all alone, all alone in the time of need. Why is she singing cake? I don't know, but now it's stuck in my head. Thanks a lot, Janice. Yeah, thanks a lot. But if you ever want to see your little songbird again, you'll have to cooperate. You turned her into a bird? You sick... Wait, no, sorry, I just saw her. She's not a bird. You were being colloquial. Colloquial? Colloquial. It was a colloquialism. It was a colloquialism. I think it's a sex thing. I think it's a sex thing, too. Or, no, a colloquia. That's where a bird has sex. So if I did turn it into a bird, you would be right. But I didn't. You're very dumb, aren't you? As dumb as I want to be. Fine, Scary. What's this all about? Taking over the town? Brainwashing the miners? A top-secret lair? Fighting off a race of hyper-intelligent aliens? What's it all for? Well, you'll see. Wait, ooh, wait, 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 wait. Can I guess? Ooh, sure, I love games. Okay, is it something to do with bees? No, but close. I've created a super-advanced army of sex robots. What does that have to do with bees? Nothing. Sorry, I was trying to be nice. Oh, was that a pun? Like, be nice? Uh, yes. Really? Uh, no. Oh. So what's the deal with these sex bots, you sick fuck? Do they harvest sperm so you can create a race of genetically superior super soldiers? Or will they use microscopic instruments to spay and neuter all of mankind? Or will they shoot bees from their dicks and their pussies? I said no bee stuff. This may alarm you, but these robots are the end game. I simply wish to give the world an extra bit of pleasure. And all I want in return is trillions of dollars in profit. Trillions? What makes you think people are gonna shell out thousands of bucks just to boink a bucket of bolts? I've got a $30 airplane neck pillow that's pretty dynamite in the sack. Brookstone? You got it. I admit I thought about scrapping the project the first time I boinked a Brookstone, but I continued nonetheless, and I think I'm pretty satisfied with the results. I mean, don't you want to fuck a robot? Of course. I mean, can I buy one now? Do you take traveler's checks? You still have traveler's checks. I'm a traveler, aren't I? Let me pork C-3PO. No one is going to be porking anything. These are strictly outer course robots. Outer course? You know, just hand stuff. You idiot. No one wants to be jacked or jilled. Thank you. Off by a robot. People want piston dicks and cyber pussy. Sure, you can have your private bits bluntly mashed and thrusted, or you can have your genitalia expertly and precisely manipulated by the most advanced technology known to man or woman. Thank you. It is so nice to be in the company of two progressive feminists. 
Yes, there's nothing more feminist than a man who created a series of sex robots. Allow me to demonstrate. Another wall panel slid up from the floor and a little Roomba-like bot scooted out from under it. As it slowly rolled towards me, a strange instrument made of hundreds of nimble, thrumming little mechanical fingers protruded from its top and began extending towards my crotch. Wait a minute, Scary. This thing's not about to- Mamma Mia! But it was too late. That little vacuum started playing my penis like a master violinist plays a penis. I know it's cold metal digits were probably just following a series of advanced algorithms, but the way my member hummed and sang, it felt like God himself was in that Roomba jacking me off. <sighs> oh, holy cannoli scary. I take it you enjoyed yourself. Yeah. And you made a believer out of me, but it's going to take a lot more than just one over-the-jeans rub job to convince everyone else. No one wants to settle for a handy, let alone from a robot. He's right, Doctor. Getting it in his tops. Always has been, always will be. And that's precisely where you come in. Me? No, the guy. Oh. You were talking to me last, though. But I was looking at him. Well, I didn't see that. I was a little distracted by the jack-off robot. Hold on, you want me to make handjobs popular? I mean, I guess I'm pretty good at them. I mean, great at them. But I'm not that good at them. No, my master plan does not hinge on your sloppy hand sex. Handjobs are going to go mainstream the same way that every niche sex act has. Popular music. Just think about it. Sir Mix-a-Lot's Baby Got Back. Aerosmith's Love in an Elevator. The Beach Boys, Butt Stuff Bungalow. These hits laid the blueprints for the goings-on in the American bedroom for the past half century. Sure, but that was back when the nation was tuned into the same station. These days, kids are all getting their music from their Tinders or their Blue Aprons or whatever. Excellent point, Laura. I won't pretend that I know how to navigate today's digital and social media landscape. What are you getting at, Scary? Think for a moment. When was the last time that this country had its eyes on the same screen? When a hit could catch like wildfire and spread from coast to coast? You don't mean... Yes! I'm sending you back in time to perform a hit song about hand jobs on MTV's Total Request Live! Pre or post 9-11? Pre 9-11! Okay, that's sick. Creative Podcast Network.